Rose. Hello. How are you? I am good. Good. Because, you know, Nick isn't on Twitch. <laughs> I know. Day two of rescheduling. Again. <laughs> Curses. Well, uh, thank you for doing this. This is so exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. This isn't the first time I've ever done a podcast. So this is new. Nice. And you're a very, well, I say, I have to stop saying R because I'm so used to Jacob and I. So I have to say me. Uh, but I am, uh, you are the first person in my series. So there you go. Very exciting. Um, all right. So I figured we'd start with a little bit of an icebreaker. Um, obviously, Backstreet Boys inspired uh, icebreaker called This or That. All right. So are you ready for our icebreaker? Yes, I am. Let's go. All right. Millennium or DNA? I love DNA, but I would have to say millennium. Too many memories. Uh, solo albums, now or never, or all American? All American. Oh, good, good pick. Good. This is my favorite tour between the two. I went to both tours. I liked All American better, too. Funny enough, I actually did not go to either tour. I was sick during what? Now or Never. I was sick, so I couldn't go. And then All American, I was broke. <laughs> that's, that's fair, yeah. Now or Never, I went to, funny story, I went to House of Blues, um, and we ended up getting in the front row, my friend and I, and I cannot remember for the life of me what song Nick did, but all I know is that he was standing right in front of me, and then somehow he decided to jump into the crowd, then literally was right in front of me, and I <laughs> might have pinched his ass in a moment of excitement. And his love handles, because he had love handles at the time. And I vividly remember that. And I'm like, I think I just assaulted Nick Carter. Pretty sure I did. So my mom would not let me out of the house sick as a dog. Otherwise, no. I would have gone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Curses. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Well, you know what? It's, it's all right. That's what YouTube is for, right? It just helps us get our fix. So Exactly. Yeah. All right. Backstreet Boy Tours. This or that, uh, into the millennium or black and blue. So sadly, I actually never went to either one. <laughs> My Whoa. first concert wasn't until Never Gone. Um, I had tickets to Black and Blue because um, my parents had bought them, but that was one of the shows AJ rescheduled because of rehab, and oh. I never got to make it to the rescheduled show. But in terms of rewatching, I actually prefer Black and Blue because I have the CBS specials from that on my media archive and I always thought black and blue was a cooler show than millennium. Same. I thought the intro to into the millennium was really cool, but they didn't consistently have that kind of style throughout the show. Like, so the intro coming in on the surfboards was awesome, but I, I felt like overall black and blue was, was better. It had a, a more interesting vibe. Yes. I like, well, I also, I personally like Black and Blue better than Millennium. So album-wise, I liked all the songs. And then the tour just had a little bit more of like a darker, not as clean cowboy band image. So I, I personally like that one a little bit more. Exactly. It's the vibe. Like it's darker, it's grittier during Black and Blue. I actually yeah. prefer Millennium as an album more than Black and Blue, but the vibe of the tour during Black and Blue was fantastic. Last, this or that. Everybody or larger than life in terms of music videos? Larger than life. I am a big sci-fi geek. 
And I always loved the larger than life video. I thought it was so cool. Um, even though I'm a horror fan, as a lot of people know, mm -hmm. I'm also a huge sci-fi geek. And I got the, I just thought it was the coolest thing that Nick was a robot and they were in a spaceship and it was all futuristic. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. All right. Thank you for playing the icebreaker of this or that. Uh, Awesome. So obviously we are kicking off our mini series of uh, fan inspired projects. And of course, you know, when I think of like fan inspired projects, I cannot help but think of the dark side, which is your uh, blog. So I would love for you to tell me a little bit more about it. Um, you know, like how it started, what inspired it and, you know, uh, all that good stuff. So the dark side actually started off as a message board um, by my friend Emma, because I don't know if you remember the message board live daily. Yeah. Um, I got banned from there because <laughs> I, because I was honest about like music and stuff like that. So she created a message board because a lot of people got upset because they thought the band was very stupid because it was over a joke thread about, I'm not even kidding. Jello. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so she started the message board. So the message board has existed since around 2010 because that was about, because I remember the cruise being discussed on there. And we had the message board for years, even after Live Daily died. And um, one of my co-moderators, um, Gemma, she created the Twitter. And so we kind of had both for a little bit. And then the blog came to me because after Sarah had started What Happens on the Backstreet, which is definitely like the most known blog in the fandom, um, I remember talking to her because I wanted to talk about what came out in the um, BSB documentary. Mm, because yeah. a lot of people were very afraid to discuss the vocal issues that were talked about in there. It was like this weird, we don't talk about it subject. And I thought that was kind of garbage because it needed to be talked about. People were afraid to. We were talking about it on the message board, but outside of that, everyone just kind of pretended it wasn't happening. But it came out in the documentary and I'm going, okay, maybe people just don't understand. So I honestly started the blog to get people to talk about it. That was the um, second post I ever put on there. And I remember being terrified because it was such a um, scary subject for a lot of fans. And to this day, it's like my second most popular post on the whole site. Like it got, it blew up and it was wild. But I asked Sarah for advice. She gave me great advice. Her and I are friends. And, um, how nice. So what made you think to like, so, um, instead of collaborating with Sarah, what made you think to do like your own thing with that project that, that now is your own thing? I think the reason why is because I always was a writer and I kind of wanted, if I was going to do this, I wanted it to be my own space. I've written fanfic, so it wasn't like my first foray into writing and putting stuff out into the fandom world, but I figured if I was going to do this, and with it being the subject that it was, I was going to completely own it myself and nice. do that. I did have a co-blogger for a very short time at first. Um, we had a falling out, so I don't want to go too deep into that, and yeah. were thanking me for explaining it in more detail because of how it's more of a psychological issue than it is a physical issue, and so it actually made everything more sympathetic, and it got it out there so people could talk about it and acknowledge that, yes, this is an issue, but it can be dealt with. I, You know, it's so funny. I actually had... 
I, I mean, I recently am, um, I think as you know, like only in the last couple of years have I really been in like the fandom universe. So when I first saw the documentary, the vocal things I heard about was like brand new information to me. Like I really had no clue that that was something um, that Brian was struggling with. So like that. Exactly. And even in the documentary, they don't go into that much detail. So when I was looking it up and researching it, because I was like, we need to talk about this. I found out that Shania Twain actually dealt with it and was able oh to God. get better. Yeah. And so that break in her career because she went to focus on it. Brian didn't exactly have that luxury because he's in a group. So I was like, okay, we need to acknowledge this and point out that he's not alone. He's not the only artist I've ever dealt with this. People knew something was wrong. It was kind of talked about before we found out what it was. Some people thought it was nodules. Some people thought, you know, maybe he needed surgery. Like no one knew until the documentary exactly what it actually was. And then once we did, we didn't get that much information. So it just felt like a good idea to explain it to people. So then that way they would understand and maybe even like give some sympathy, which I felt at the time was needed because it is a psychological thing. Oh, wow. That, I mean, it's, I actually didn't know a lot about that. So no, I'm glad you're, you're touching on that. Do you, do you know when, um, when it started? I would say when it got noticeable, I um, honestly was fresh off of swine flu. Like after he caught swine flu, if you look at the performances, you can kind of hear a difference in the way he's singing. Wow. That's crazy. I did not know that. So no, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> See, we're all learning. together. <laughs> I'm we're way too learning. deep in fandom. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Cause like, I don't think I am. So that's why I'm like, let me go to the people who know the stuff. <laughs> Fair. Um, obviously there's so many different, um, I don't want to say so many cause there's not, there's not so many, but there's a good group of you gals that have blogs out there. You know, there's Sarah, there's Kara, just trying to rhyme in that order. And there's <laughs> you, uh, what would you say makes the dark side different from all the other blogs out there? If there is, do you think there's a difference and what is that difference? I mean, besides the fact my name doesn't rhyme, um, <laughs> um, I would say that if there is a difference, I talk a lot about the music. That's always, I'm no expert. I'm not a musician, but don't know if anybody's ever noticed, but I do a lot of posts about the eras, about songs, about performances, um, because it's honestly just a passion of mine. I love discussing the music and the way like the vocals come together. And I feel like that's something I don't see on some of the other blogs. I do feel like each of us contribute something different. Like Sarah's always got these super uplifting posts and has a sense of humor that I think is fantastic. And Kara has more of like a little bit of a team. So hers is more like BuzzFeed-ish, I guess you would say, because she's got other writers. Mm -hmm. I do think we all contribute something different. Um, but with me, I definitely focus a lot about the music I do get personal in some of my posts, at least recently, where I put my own experiences on it, because especially in 2020, I do feel like that need for connection is a little bit um, more necessary than it may have been in the past. Oh, absolutely. No, I totally agree. Now, I know this, but maybe for some of our listeners out there, um, how did you come up with the dark side? So the blog kind of went because it was going with the message board. So I went with that because at that point I was like, well, it's all going to be connected. Um, and now I probably could change it now that more people know about it. 
but I kind of like that it's a little quirky. Um, I like it too. But Don't change it. <laughs> the uh, message board came up with the name of the dark side because we were considered bad fans. And so we just called it the dark side because we were honestly just being smart asses about it. <laughs> um, literally, we advertised it as come to the dark side, we have cookies. Like <laughs> Now you have to have cookies. You have to. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm good. With, I mean, I'm on a diet, but like, I'll get, I'll bake cookies for everybody else. Um, but that's honestly what it is, is, um, and now that breathe has come out, I actually like the name even more because of, you know, one of my favorite lyrics of breathe is don't let go when the daylight's gone. Cause it's always darkest before the dawn. And for a lot of people, you know, fandom and stuff like that is light and happiness. So I do like connecting it to the song breathe now that that song exists done a lot of fan fiction too do you want to touch on that a little bit too i do still write it it's not as frequent because i do focus a little bit more on the blogging these days but i do still write it actually um i have a smaller web page that i don't advertise that much because it's more just to make sure my stories stay up now that some of the um writing archives don't exist as frequently as they used to um that one's called double rainbow fiction because i I had a long running joke with a friend about double rainbows. Um, <laughs> and I write, honestly, more the offsetting, like quirky fiction. Like I have a zombie fanfic that I wrote with a friend. Another one that we did was a parody on James Bond that we called um, Double O Carter. Probably my uh, most well known one um, is called Remember Me This Way. And that one was where I gave Nick early onset Alzheimer's because I was a psych major and I thought it would be interesting to be like, what if this happened in his early thirties? It's very angsty. But um, I wrote that in like 2010 ish to 2012. And so like Kevin wasn't back in the group yet. So there's a lot of things that changed since then, but yeah, I tend to write horror and sci-fi and stuff. That's not like typical. I don't write much romance. I think I've written one in my entire span <laughs> i bet that that's probably unique because i i imagine i am not let me just the preface that i am not a fanfic um knowledge expert by any means but i would assume that with the backstreet boys there would be a lot more romantic talk uh more so than like horror or sci-fi so that sounds pretty unique and cool i think exactly and i mean that is the majority of it it's a lot of like romance and stuff like that and i always am the type of person like i wrote fiction just in general ever since i was a kid and i got in a fanfic when i was a teenager but I wrote this type of stuff that I wanted to read. That's always been like my kind of thing, whether it's blogging or it's fiction. I write what I think I would enjoy reading and I hope other people enjoy it is kind of the way I go with it. Because if you write what you love, I feel like more people would love it too. What inspires you when you're writing about the Backstreet Boys? Um, when I write about the Backstreet Boys, especially like with blogging and stuff like that, um, I feel like if I get, um, I will get an idea in my head and sometimes it will be as random as seeing a tweet. And I'll be like, huh, that sounds interesting. And I'll run with it, whether it's like a song that makes people happy or um, 
writing about what I think during watching like old specials and what I probably feel like I should have thought back then. In fact, in, I have this watching like um, concert series that I'll sometimes do. And in many of them, I'm going, why did I not think Kevin was hot? <laughs> oh, girl, you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> I appreciate them now, but I did not as a kid. And no. um, it's wild. Older. Like, yes. I think it's like, because like when I was 13, like, so for me, like I was 13 and Nick was 17. So I'm like, well, obviously we're very compatible. We're only four years apart. But then like Kevin being, you know, like mid twenties, like not as much of a, like a pairing, you know, so much, at least like for me, my best friend always loved Kevin to this day. She's like loyal uh, to Kevin. And so now that I'm like all about Kevin, she's like, yeah, I told you that 20 years ago, but whatever. <laughs> And see, like, my friend Andy, like, she's such a Kevin girl, and I'm such a Nick girl, but, like, now I'm going, damn, I'm like, why did I not appreciate Kevin? Because, holy crap. Because um, oh, I, I always liked Kevin, and I loved his bromance with Nick, but, like, I just didn't appreciate him to the level I do now. And, I, and yeah. honestly, him leaving and coming back made me appreciate that so much more. I don't think I realized how much like now, now, if he would have left, I would have been devastated. Right. At the time. I would cry. I, yeah. I would, I mean, I petitioned, there would be a riot, but like when he first left, I'm like, Oh, well this is, that sucks. But you know, like Nick's still there. So we're fine. And like, that was just my one track mind of, you know, that, but now I'm like, Oh God, like that would be so devastating. I would, my heart would be shattered. Exactly. One of the Backstreet Boys songs. <laughs> and I mean, I have a very random brain. That's always why I feel like Nick has always been like my favorite. It's because my brain does go on random tangents, whether it, it's about aliens or zombies or whatever. Um, it goes into <laughs> its own universe. And I always felt like I've joked with friends that if Nick was a normal person, we'd probably actually be friends because we have those like weird, quirky interests. But when it comes to stuff I write about, it's literally just like, oh, this seems interesting, whether it's writing about like my one of my favorite eras, which is not everybody's um, like this is us. I always thought that that was just a really fun time, even without Kevin, because that's when the wall kind of came down between the boys and the fans. That's when Twitter started. That's when the cruises oh, yeah. started. That's when um, VIPs became more mainstream. And I don't think enough fans really appreciate that. <laughs> That's a good point, though, because uh, you're you're totally right, though, because I mean, I I went to uh, wasn't that also when they were touring with new kids on the block, too? A little after. But yes, yeah, it was right in there. Cause it was right, right. before because I feel like NKOTBSB is its own era, but yeah, they true. do kind of bleed because it was right after This Is Us, but it was pre Kevin. Got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's true, though, because it's like, because when I, so the first time I met the Backstreet Boys was at In a World Like This tour, and my whole life, up until that point, I would find any try any way to try to meet them. I mean, I felt so desperate for an opportunity to see them or be close or meet, and then I was like, so wait, all I have to do is buy this pack, like you've made it, <laughs> and all the stuff that you've posted. What do you think has gotten the like surprisingly overwhelming positive responses? And what do you feel has gotten some really hard, like 
pushback that you did not expect? I actually have not ever gotten pushback. I am surprised I've never gotten pushback because sometimes I post things and I'm like, oh God, what's about to happen? Um, <laughs> but I've never really gotten any hardcore pushback and I'm kind of shocked. So you know what? I'm gonna, it's going to happen, but... <laughs> You've jinxed yourself now. Yes, now it's eventually going to happen. happen. I already know someday I'm going to post something <laughs> that's going to piss people off. <laughs> but the most surprisingly, like, overwhelmingly supportive response was actually the vocal post. That was the one I always expected to get pushback, and I didn't. And yeah. the other one is that I thought was weird that it blew up the way it did um, is this post I did in January where um, I saw a tweet where um, Nick had quoted somebody about an old um, promo photo. And it didn't have um, Kevin and Brian in it. It had um, Charles Edwards and Sam Licata, the original members, um, pre-Kevin oh. and Brian. And so I did, and I was so shocked that so many people were kind of thrown by it. I was like, do people not know the story? And so I did a post called the actual origin story of the Backstreet Boys because I didn't expect it. And um, I just did it as a, you know what? Let's go. Let's just post it. We'll see what happens. Um, because it's one of those weird things that I think everyone still believes the 90s version of the story where they formed themselves. And that's definitely not true. And I mean, the boys themselves have talked about it. It still kind of lingers. People yeah. forget that it's not Kevin and Brian who were in there originally. It was Sam and Charles. Sam Licata's real, um, stage name, Phoenix Stone. Charles, for that matter, what's weird about him is he got told to exit the group because it was just wasn't blending at least according to denise's um book um lou asked him to come back and audition for this new group he was forming which ended up being in sync i decided not to do it and i'm going how did you have a shot at the two biggest boy bands in recent history and just not end up in either one like life choices man <laughs> i know just like just kicking himself right now, like yeah. Like, <laughs> and I mean, there's like. also Burke, who I don't, I've never seen any photos with him in the group, and I've never seen any audios or anything like that. He also chose to leave, and I make sure to mention him too because he throws some like religious shade at um, the group for staying together and for Brian joining. And I'm like, okay, dude, you can not join. That's fine, but don't judge others. Um, but it's just yeah. a weird history that a lot of people don't know, but I didn't realize how many people didn't know because it blew up and it shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> well, and also June, you've talked about this before that you have a YouTube channel and I think you had said like, Oh, I just checked my YouTube channel and I did not realize how many people subscribe to this thing. Like you actually have a really substantial following on your YouTube channel. Um, I'm actually going to pull it up right now because I'm not sure how many followers it has, but I want to say it's like 22,000, which is bizarre because I don't post yeah. anything original, nothing. It's literally just an archive so fans could watch it all in one place. That's why I did it. Um, I was, I always was the type to download videos from like um, shows from other countries and stuff like that that maybe I couldn't have watched here. And I'd used to, when I was uh, a few years ago, before, you know, technology evolved, I'd burn them to DVD so I could watch them. And so I always had this huge oh, yeah. collection and then I was sent more from other fans. Someone sent me a hard drive. People have emailed the videos to me. 
So I created the media archive where all of them are uploaded um, to, which has taken many emails because I don't want to pay for <laughs> the uploading, but um, Omega, where every year is from like 1990 to today of all these crazy videos. And I upload what I can to the YouTube channel, but YouTube does flag stuff. What happened is it blew up after Perez linked a video I had downloaded of the boys performing at um, Miss America, I think it was, um, a couple years ago. And he used it on his blog, the YouTube link of it. And suddenly, like, everything, all these followers just flooded the channel. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Kevin actually linked to it the other day um, after the election. He um, link to the video I have uploaded of them performing Philadelphia Freedom with oh, Elton John. Yeah. And I was like, and I didn't even realized it until like hours later. And I felt like an asshole. I was like, because I replied to his tweet, not realizing it was my video he linked. So on TDS, I'm like, oh, I'm so late. <laughs> Which I love that performance, by the way. It's actually one of my all-time favorite Backstreet Boys live performances, like on a... Um, just so good i love that performance and yeah it's just and like with and people mag did a video a couple years ago about the vegas residency and how far they had come in like so many years and they used youtube videos that i had uploaded and like credited the channel up in the corner and i'm going what the hell like i'm just uploading this shit so people can watch it like <laughs> i tweeted the, um well clearly you're uploading good stuff so there you that's go. true it's just it's funny because i tweet i'm like it's almost a waste that i don't want to ever put myself on video because I'm just not comfortable like that. I'm more comfortable behind the keyboard. It's a shame because I probably could make money playing streams with all these followers, but I'm never going to. You know, Nick uh, just recently joined Twitch. Anything is possible, Rose. Nick's Anything. a performer, though, so <laughs> he likes attention. I actually don't. Um, like, people recognized me during the residency because I live in Vegas. And people know that. So oh, yeah. when I would go to the shows, people were like, are you Rose? I'm going, yes. Like, oh, <laughs> it's it's weird. <laughs> and I'm just like, and so, and it's cool. Like, it's nice. It's, I've made a lot of friends because of that during the residency from people who would read what I wrote and would recognize me. But like, it's also very strange because I see myself as just like a dorky fan who just likes to write. That That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you have any um like rules or mottos or like things that you um have in place when it comes to writing like like I will never talk about this or I always will have this as part of something that I write like is there like a kind of like a guideline that you stick to I, when it comes to what you choose to write I only have one rule and that is I don't blog about the wives. And that's just because to me, it's always been about the group, whether it's solo or whatever. Yeah. I was always, I mean, I like the wives. Don't get me wrong here. I have <laughs> met a couple of them. And so it's not anything personal against them. I don't want anybody taking it that way. To me, they're not the celebrities. They're not the ones who are singing. They are not the ones I am a fan of. I am a fan of the boys, whether it's solo or as a group. And so to me, my role is I am posting about them. 
from like what I've seen what gets sent to Lauren just for like existing. And I'm just like, dude, I know I have seen that. And that just really is upsetting. Cause like, I just, I mean, I, like personally, I just don't know where that comes from. Like to be quite honest. And, you know, even I was, would watch I heart Nick Carter and, and I'm like, yeah, I could see like, I could see why you might not agree with some of the stuff, but I couldn't understand to like that kind of level. But I mean, that's just my opinion, but yeah, I totally exactly. And like the closest I ever came was basically a post I did about respecting the fact that the boys love them. Um, you can disagree with them. You could not like what they have to say, but don't get personal. Don't like insult their looks. Don't do that kind of hate or wish them dead or whatever. Like to me, that's just way too far. And it kind of disrespects the boys themselves. But that was always a rule I had was like, you know, if the wives do their own projects, that's cool. Like I never once mentioned like kit fit. I don't mention like Kristen's photography. Um, it's always been that little bit of separation where the, my blog is about the boys themselves and what's going on with them. I, um, and whether it's like, congrats on having, you know, getting pregnant or having a baby or dancing with the stars or whatever, the boys are the focus of my blog. And I've always liked to keep it that way because I feel like it just cut creates a very clear cut line and it can't go anywhere. That's gray. I think that makes sense. though. I think that's a good rule to have. That is not my rule, of course, but that I'm glad that is your rule. <laughs> well, it was different too. So I was like, no, we all have different rules. No, I was like, I, I'm like, that is a great rule. And I probably, but I would be a hypocrite to say that was my rule. That's not, but I, but I think it, you know, everybody has, I think it's good for everyone to have where their line is and then be consistent with that. Like, uh, would the same rule apply to like, um, and I, I'm, uh, but like, um, kids or family members like is Aaron Carter yes. off limits is Bailey off limits? if you've noticed okay. I don't know yeah. if everyone's ever noticed I don't promote Bailey at all on my blog and it's nothing personal against him um just like I don't post about Aaron Carter I don't post about Bailey they are yeah. separate they're not Backstreet Boys they are related to Backstreet Boys and if they were doing a project with them that's different Aaron, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into that because we all know what's going on with that. But say he had his act together and did something with Nick. I would post about that. That's different. But solo, no, because at that point, it's he's not a Backstreet Boy. So it does kind of apply to the family members, too. And I do post about them even if I'm not sometimes interested because I feel like other people can be. So but with um, their family members, that's just you know, they're not the Backstreet Boys. You don't have to be a fan of the group and a fan of, say, Aaron Carter. I think that's a good, I think that's a good rule, though. I, I like that. Before uh, we wrap up, uh, which has been, by the way, this thank you for taking the time to chat with me, to do this, to even, like, want to be a part of this project. Uh, I'm very honored <laughs> and flattered to have you on here, of course. Um, but any, um, do you have any special projects coming up or anything else that we haven't talked about, uh, that you'd like more people to know um, about? Not at the moment. I feel like I try not to put too much on my plate because then I can't focus as well. But my main focus has always been the blog. I mean, I help moderate the fan clubs. This is actually pre-cat. This, um, she had, hadn't jumped quite in yet. And so this was before the fan club got more active they could be, they could work on and fix of that blog. And that's kind of what led to me helping moderate the fan club, helping with things like that, which I always thought was really cool. And I mean, Kat's a sweetheart. I love her to pieces. 
Oh, it is more than people realize because I have to find it. I have to download it. Then I have to re-upload it and make sure it's there. Um, in the meantime, when I'm inspired, sometimes write an occasional chapter of fanfic because I'm still a dork. I do have posts coming up just in general because Nick's got his Twitch. The Mass Singer, which I know nobody officially knows, but let's face it, we all know it's Nick. <laughs> Like we, we all know, know the crocodile is we Nick. Know. None of us knows for real. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. Like, um, ov- like none of us um know officially. Obviously, we all know it's Nick. <laughs> we it's not exactly. Which you know, like, he's finally back on this week. Thank God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I thought it was a weekly thing because I know nothing of the Mass Singer until this season, and now I know it's groups and stuff. And I was like, why is it every few weeks I hear about this? But now I know because he's. Well, we, he supposedly yes. is groupsy. Yeah, exactly. He's, okay, he's allegedly, <laughs> Nick is a crocodile, and um, he is. It does do in groups because I've been watching the show, and I fell in love with it since season one. I was really heartbroken last season when Jesse McCartney lost. Um, he's so good. Aww. Um, yes, Nick is or the crocodile is back on this week. Thank God, because with AJ being <laughs> voted off of Dancing with the Stars, I will. It's just good timing. The timing could not be any Yeah, I was upset too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a rough one. I'm still, like, it's Monday night right now. And, like, we, like, I'm not, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I'm not going to go watch Dancing at the Stars. But I will uh, obviously listen to the podcast. And I am very happy that the podcast is continuing because I I thought the podcast was like in promotion with like the Dancing with the Stars. So I like wasn't sure if they were going to keep doing it, but obviously they are. So that is my uh, other Backstreet Boy thing to just keep going. During these and what's crazy is apparently the podcast came together before Dancing with the Stars did. Like they came together before, know. you know, they were paired up on Dancing with the Stars, which I find to be absolutely crazy. With Dancing with the Stars, I actually yes. would watch the show. I fell off in the last few seasons, and I'm not gonna lie. Had AJ not been on this season, I probably wouldn't have watched because I'm not a big fan of Tyra. Mm-hmm. And this cast yeah. this season is just not as engaging like and this is not aj's fault at all because i loved watching mm-hmm. aj maybe it's because of the COVID. i've considered that know, like because like when i remember nick's season he had the quirkiest cast and so it was a fun cast whether i probably would have kept watching yeah. it if he had been voted off because he had a great yeah. cast on his season this season this cast the only one i the only ones i really like are um justina and sky and I liked Jeannie when she was on, but now she's off. And I'm just like, yeah, there's not enough people to make me want to keep watching. So I'm not watching tonight either. Yeah, and I, I like Catfish, so I like Neve. But, like, my, my and I've said this to, like, Melly too, is that I feel like Neve was already a professional dancer before he started. So there's, like, no room for growth for Neve. Like, he's just always consistently just been, per, like, perfect from the get-go. So I feel like uh, it wasn't, like, so much, like, I don't know. Like, I like to see, like, some kind of progression, which I felt like AJ was getting getting there so I was like really excited about that but uh so when someone is like kind of perfect from beginning to end like I find that kind of boring because I'm like isn't I don't know like that's just my opinion though I'm like 
So I always thought like, he was always too good for the so show in some ways. You just touched on a big pet peeve, and I've actually talked about this in my recap logs. <laughs> in my because I did that with Nick, I recapped each one and kind of put my thoughts on it. And for those who couldn't watch, made sure to link the you know performances and everything like that and the score, so people knew what was going on. And I did that with AJ, and I was really excited because I loved doing that during Nick's season. I actually really liked doing it for AJ's. What bugged me about Neve, and I did my research, like I was trolling, I had these old links from Nick's season, these old Dancing with the Stars um, websites um, for, or fan pages. Neve has dance experience. He was getting ready to pursue this as a career in college. And they don't touch upon that in the show at all. And it made me mad because the mo one time he goes, oh, I learned how to dance when I was a kid. No, dude, you were literally majoring in that in college. You changed your mind, yes, but you were pursuing this in college. Like, come on, dude, just fess up. I mean, Caitlin, I find that she her dancing like is exquisite, but like there's no passion there, even though you can tell like she likes it. I could there's just no emotion in her dancing. Yeah. That's kind of I could see why she didn't become a professional dancer. And but she fully fesses out that she tried to make a career in it, and I could respect that. Neve does oh, it absolutely yeah she did and it yeah. bugs me so bad because people are like oh i can't believe how good he is being no no he's not new to it he no exactly like he didn't just like show up and was like oh oh look at what a coincidentally great dancer he is wow he's just so smart and picks it up so quickly no that was years of training exactly for that like and i mean it does happen it can yeah, happen it thing. happened with bindi bindi had no dance experience so it can happen but that said I mean, even though Derek was always my least favorite pro, he's a good pro in terms of teaching. Like, I will fess up to that. And he's a good judge. He's a great I judge. I didn't think I'd too. like him, I, but I, I loved him as a judge. It's weird because I did not like him as a pro. I like him better than his sister Julianne as a judge. I did not like Julianne as a judge. I felt her to be really, like, just um, I don't know, obnoxious. I just didn't care for her. Because Derek judge. gives constructive criticism. He actually tries to help. She didn't. But yeah. yeah, with Neve, it's like, oh, he's so great. No, he literally had dance experience. And yeah, so does AJ, but not in the same kind of dance. There's a big difference between boy band dancing and AJ didn't ballroom dancing. And I'm sure Kevin would agree with that because Kevin does, yeah. even though it's been decades, have experience in ballroom dancing. And I, if he ever did the show, which that would be a dream come true for me, he would. he's the type who would own up I to it he would win. and be like, yeah, I used to teach it. But he did, and he said on AJ's podcast, he only did two weeks of that ballroom dance. So it's definitely not even like he did it, you know, like the, oh, I forgot the name of it, but the, uh, where he was a teacher, it was okay. like a couple weeks at that, at, you know, doing ballroom dancing. So not even close, but Neve, like, we, like, to your point, like went to school for that. So I like, I personally hope he doesn't win one because like he, like, I like to see someone who has growth, like, you know, Nick, it, when he did Dancing with the Stars, like, was really self-conscious and, like, his confidence, like, flourished. So I thought that was really awesome to see. And I was hoping that for AJ, but, you know, it is what it is. But, like, Justina, like, I, I think that, like, I like that because she's not a professional. She didn't go to school for it. She has so much personality and is so bubbly. And, like, this is an evolution. Exactly. Her, I am rooting so. for Justina. Yeah. I mean, I'm not watching. I'm not voting. But, like, if I want anybody to win, it would be her. Because it's like you said, Nick yeah. had all this confidence, but I also feel like Nick had the advantage of an audience. And I do think that her AJ, because AJ <laughs> feeds off, Nick and AJ have this in common. They feed off of a crowd. 
They love that energy. And really look at a crowd. AJ yeah. didn't. And I wonder sometimes if that really screwed with him. AJ would, yeah, AJ would have flourished more. Well, we <laughs> could certainly keep talking about dancing. I didn't mean to get us on that subject. <laughs> clearly. Oh, no, no, I did. That was all me. That was my fault. I, I own that. Um, totally. I was like, that was all me. But that's okay. Because obviously, you like, people, yes. <laughs> um, but. I would say my last, okay, my last question before we wrap up is, do you have any words of advice for anybody, even like such as myself, like blogging uh, from, but more like from my specific podcast episodes. So not like blogging like you guys do, but for myself or for anybody who is doing uh, like a specific Backstreet Boys project of any kind, like what kind of words well, of advice off, would you give them? I feel like it's an, I think that's a great idea that you're doing it off your podcast because that hasn't been done yet like I know boy band break has theirs but they don't have a blog so I feel like that's a unique avenue for you to travel down into so it'll give something different but I feel like the best advice I could ever give anybody about doing this is to just make sure you are writing what you love write what you love own what you say stand behind your work mm -hmm. because if you're not it's going to show and if you don't love your work how is anybody else going to love your work I think that's very good words of advice I'm, Big believer in that. <laughs> well, Rose, this has been an ultimate pleasure. I've had so much fun talking to you. Clearly, as we went way over time than I normally had planned, I tend to do that. I talk a apology. lot, too. And honestly, <laughs> it's been an honor. You're the first person who's asked me to do a podcast. So I feel very honored oh, and loved um, yeah, that you thought I'd be worth doing this with because again I don't see myself as anything big or anything like that I just have my little corner of the internet and I just post on it and hope people like it <laughs> so thank you so much for even inviting me to be on here this was fun this was super fun well hopefully we can do a little bit more of this and my my plan and I, I have uh, I, I don't know. I hear this a lot from, um, from like you and Sarah, I can't like <laughs> Sarah and Kara, I'm just going to keep like grouping that it's like stuck in my head, but, um, I always hear the same thing and I struggle with the same thing too, of like too many ideas and not enough time and too many thoughts and too many projects. And I like totally understand that struggle it is a very real struggle which is a great problem to have for sure but yeah i i like to have many ideas and one of them is like i would love to have more people on uh different episodes like you and everybody else like in the fandom to just really give the fandom more of a voice behind the twitter and behind like the posts and blogs and all that stuff and i would love that um, and i also so. can relate to the too many ideas you guys yeah. i actually have a notebook of just blog ideas that i need to write and like you guys all want to know how many ideas are on there um <laughs> so bad i imagine <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on. This was super fun. And um, and everybody who's listening, check out the Dark Side uh, blog on Twitter. I am on, on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Um, I don't even know. I am on Facebook. And I did just yeah. create an Instagram, too. So I am on all the major social medias at this point. I saw. And we're <laughs> following each other. Big deal, everyone. Yes. Yeah, so follow rose on all those things and check out the a clearly infamous youtube page that has twenty two thousand likes <laughs> haven't shared videos so you know it's good stuff so yes check it out thank you so all much right, thank you